Hi, welcome to Wellness Checks. This is the place where physicians and healthcare professionals share how they stay well while working in a demanding field. Just letting you know that this podcast and the discussions on it belong to us and do not necessarily reflect the views of Loma Linda Health or any of its affiliates. Welcome back to part two of our recording with our uh, wellness faculty. Uh, we have Dr. Eclair Jagway and we have Dr. Mylon Tran. Uh, just a couple of things about them. Uh, Dr. Jagway is our associate program director for our program at Loma Linda and also um, really spearheads our geriatric medicine training. Uh, Dr. Tran is actually one of our leaders in global medicine tracks. And she's also the medical director at our SAC clinic. One question that I um, would like to just hear from you guys um, is any advice would you give for physician, especially like female physician who are juggling, you know, children and life at home, or maybe like people that are wondering how do people do it? Because oftentimes people wonder how do people juggle that in medicine? And it seems like you have found a system that works for you guys. So I guess, yeah, any words of advice for those that might be listening? That is a great question. Great question. And my answer for you, Audrey, is I don't know. No, I just, I'll, I'll try to explain what I do. I don't know. I don't know how we do, right? Like all the women in medicine, I don't know how we do it. Um, so it is hard, right? So having kids, having a family, right? You need to be present on these settings as well. Um, having a strong support system, I think, is very important, right? So if you have family members close by, uh, whoever can help you, friends, you know, like pick up your kid, you know, because something happened uh, or not, or maybe you're going to have to go. Uh, so having a flexible job as well. So having a strong support system. And to me, I think the key is the job that you pick for yourself. So for example, I'm working in academia, right? Um, I, during residency, and I talked with Esther already about that, I noticed that I couldn't do 24-7 patient care. So I cannot be in clinic mm. morning and afternoon, Monday to Friday. I would just, it's just, I, I couldn't see myself doing that because I get bored. I'm not bored with my patients, but like doing the same thing over and over. Um, I said, I need, I need to kind of change, you know, do a little bit of everything. That's why I ended up going to the fellowship as well, because of other reasons too. But it's kind of to give me that extra training and maybe other doors could open, right? I can work in a nursing home, um, acute rehab, you know, working with the geriatric populations a few days. So kind of takes me out of the clinic a little bit. And I think that's why I'm doing like little boards, right? A lot of residents like, why you're doing all these little boards? I said, I don't know. I just... I want to take the opportunity, and if a door opens, I'm ready for that. It kind of gives me, like, I'm, I'm able to do more than just one thing, right? And gives me the option of doing, like, maybe a primary care clinic or obesity, lifestyle, going to the nursing home. And academia, of course, we work closely with you guys. So we have the chiefing part, right? So you're not seeing patients. We are seeing together, but it's different, uh, so I think one of the residents asked me, do you like, would you be able to just chief or 
just seeing patients? I said, no, not either. Like even chiefing every single day, morning and afternoon is tiring. I just like, I just want to see my patients today. Mm -hmm. I love the, the balance, seeing my patients, working with you guys. Um, I work at a nursing home with you guys as well, like every other half day. Now we have our continuity clinic at ProPlaza. So I'm always, now I have my uh, ASC, geriatric dementia osteoporosis at Norton. So I'm every single day, I'm in a different place, which is fun for me, like different people, different vibe, environment. Um, and also with like being the associate program director right now, my Linda medical director, we get some extra admin time. As a core faculty, we already do, but then you get extra taking this, uh, these promotions, right? Like because you ended up working more. Um, so that admin time also gives me that flexibility too. So I love... And I'm sure Melinda does the same. I love like sitting with my computer and having that time that is reserved for me to just work on curriculums, uh, articles, you know, kind of like how can we improve the residency? How can we make it better? Come up with plans. And I think they want to learn more something about that. Let me find a curriculum. Like, Melinda, let's revamp the Spanish rotation. Let's, you know, so kind of like, I, I, all, I love hearing you guys' feedback because when we get home, that's what we kind of work on and see if we can make it happen. Now I want to do this huge change with the schedule. I think you guys heard about the two plus two. So it came like, actually, my link told me I thought it was a good idea. I forgot about it. Then I remembered again. And then we'll see. We'll see how it's going to work, but it's going to be a huge change. But we are always thinking about... Uh, positive experience for you guys even though it's going to be a big change if it's going to be for better right might as well but so i love kind of this you know kind of pieces and trying to put it together so i'm so lucky to have that time reserved to do that now reimbursement wise compensation wise academia always is less so basically like do you want to be core faculty and they're like sure you're gonna work more and get less money but, you know, it's worth it. So a lot of people, they're like, oh, I don't want to be core faculty. I love seeing my patients. I don't want to be teaching. And I want my RVUs. You know, like I just want to come mm. see my patients and go home. And that's completely fine. But each person is different, right? So for me, I, w I don't mind having a put on my paycheck because admin time, you get less money. But having that for to me is a better quality of life because I work in so many different pieces during the whole week. I'm just, I never, you know, like it's different places, home and Norton and SBC and Pro Plaza and nursing home. And it just fulfills me. It gives me joy. And when I think about like my husband, sometimes like, ah, maybe we need to move to another state, you know, California is so expensive. I said, sure. But I was like, oh, I don't think I ever going to find I, I like the job that I have is just so good. It's just perfect to me, you know? So I was so lucky to have that, to get this opportunity. So I try to tell my residents, you know, like when you're looking for a job, see what is important to you. For a lot of residents, it is the money. So, okay, find a place that you're going to work hard. You're going to get a lot of money and you're going to be happy. But if that's not your case, you need to find a place that makes you joy and happiness. If it's clinic, 
but you don't want to see too many patients. Maybe like, how many patients do I see in a half day? Is that eight, nine, is that 15? You know, how much you were expecting for me to work for you? So I think that's kind of the question. And I think like that's that helped me a lot with um, we kind of like finding this, this, you know, kind of this balance is just like having joy of what you do. And I don't feel burnout, you know, I, because I think I'm able to, because I do so many different things, the way that I manage everything is just so helpful. And that's what I want all my residents to kind of know exactly what they want, to know what to ask and what job to look for. But it's so hard, you know. I talked with like Esther. She was like, Esther, what do you want to do? I don't know. I like this thing. I like that. I like the other thing, you know. Maybe this, maybe that. So it's hard. It's very hard to get it. And I never... I didn't think I was going to go to academia when I was um, a resident. I'll be honest with you. It's just the doors they were opening and I was just trying, I was taking the chance and I said, Oh, I'm enjoying that. I'm happy here. Um, But I think at least, at least I knew that I didn't want to work in clinic like 24 seven, like Monday to Friday, eight to five. I wanted something different. I wanted like a, a more diversity on my schedule. So at least that I knew for sure before I, I took my job, but it, it was changing with time. I'm sorry. I talk a lot. So you guys know me. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, it's wonderful. I mean, it sounds like definitely like knowing ourselves and finding a place that would be able to support like the dreams and passions that we have um that definitely prevent us from like getting burnt out and feel like we're not having that fulfillment exactly yes thank you for that um anything you'd like to also say on your end uh dr chen so i would echo a lot of what um, dr jayfe was saying because it's so important to find what you enjoy doing and it might be different person to person. Uh, like Dr. Jakeway said, uh, my interests were having a variety, not having clinic every single day. And there's nothing wrong with clinic, but it's just for myself, I was interested in having that variety of uh, having clinic and then precepting and then also teaching and doing uh, different things. And then um, just remember that no one is perfect. Uh, we It's very hard to find that perfect, perfect work-life balance, and it's always a work in progress. Um, sometimes we have to give ourselves grace to say like, oh, it didn't go so well today. Let's try again tomorrow. Or, hey, it went great today. Let's see what tomorrow goes, right? Um, so it's, I would say, a constant learning process because there's some times where I feel like, okay, things are going really well this week. And sometimes where I'm like, okay, there's too much going on this week, right? So it's a mm-hmm. constant learning process. And just like Dr. Jakeway said, you find a place where you can fulfill your passions or your interests. Um, and if you are starting out in a new job and after a while you realize that this is not a good fit for me, it is okay to change jobs. So I think mm-hmm. sometimes uh, our residents feel like, oh, I have to find this perfect, perfect, perfect job right out of residency. And then once I get there, I can't leave ever. Yeah. But we just have to realize <laughs> that many times in medicine, we will work at a job. And if you realize, okay, this is not working out, move on. Just find a different job. And that's okay. Yeah. Don't be afraid to do the changes, you know, like we have residents that started with urgent care jobs. They like eh, went to clinic, 
ah, I'm feeling better now. They start private practice and went to FQHCs or vice versa. One of our former residents now, he's working as a hospitalist. That's what he always wanted. He's happy, but that's not what he got in the beginning. And even for myself, when I started, I started as a core faculty, uh, 100%, but I was mainly in the faculty clinic. And I, I know I was not happy. Um, my first year was kind of, I don't know. I, I I don't know how to tell you girls like the real reason. I'm not sure if the room was too like the hallway was too dark, which sometimes drives me crazy. I like to see the sun, you know, have a window or something. Um, that's why I don't mind like changing clinics all the time because at least I go and like get some vitamin D, you know, a little bit. Um, but I was not super happy. And and then what it happens, you have two choices, right? maybe more, but in my head it's just two, uh, or you go and look for another job or you talk with your job and see how can you change. And that was exactly what I did. Uh, I wanted to keep uh, work as a core faculty. It was just core faculty at that time, but it was just not happy. And then it ended up having the opportunity to move to SAC. And I said, oh, I'll take it because I love my patients there. I love my time there. And it worked pretty good to me. You know, so I, I stay a few. Uh, I also went down on my percentage when Celine was diagnosed with diabetes type 1. So this was also helpful. So that's what I'm saying is just sometimes you need to do a little bit of adjustments. Am I working too much? Do I need to decrease my percentage? My family can handle that decrease of my salary, right? Sometimes yes, sometimes not. If yes, okay, then I'll have a, you know more free time. Or maybe the system like, no, we cannot be that flexible. So no, that's the only way we can work with you. So maybe look for something else. So I think there there's many ways. I just feel that feeling unhappy is not the right choice. So like, I need to stay here. Like Dr. Tran said, there are ways or you leave or you talk with your with your team and see if, if things can be changed. And that's what worked for me. So I'm in a very good place right now, but it took me a few years until I, 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 I got here. And yes, there are a few weeks that are like, just like, oh my goodness. And I know, I don't know if you guys have this kind of feeling, this like, I don't know, it's not a, it's not a trigger. I feel... I feel when I'm stressed out. So I don't know how you guys feel, but like my stomach hurts. My eyes start like like blinking so fast. And I start like having like chest pain. I was like, okay, I'm stressed out. So what I do, <laughs> I just stop. And it's kind of like my body's going to shut down. So I tell my husband, like, I'm going to go to bed right now. I'm shutting down. I just tell him like, my body's shutting down. And it's truly, it's like my it's like my body's telling me like, bye-bye, I'll see you tomorrow, you know? <laughs> and then he's like, oh, don't worry, I'll take care of everything. And I go, this happens like once every like four to five months. It's not as common. But mm. sometimes I get to like, like my link said, like there are some weeks or some months that my body just like, no, I, I cannot do this anymore. I'm going to shut down. And I just like, I die. I just dead and bad. And I just need to like, I just need like a full night of sleep basically. And then I'm okay on the next day. But I have those days that I was like, I, so my, you know, your body's telling you something. So you just need to answer, right? Answer, do it, take your time. You know, that's why we are so flexible in our resident. If you have your mental day, if you have an extra HSM day, you know, we are able to provide that because sometimes this happens, right? And we need to take, uh, we need to take this break to don't become something bigger. Then what happens, like then I, okay, I had a 
a shutdown day on my body. So then the rest of the days, I try to be more mellow and do more like mild stuff or maybe uh, don't like procrastinate something that I hate. And I hate this word tremendously, but I do it just for my well-being until I, I get to 100% again. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. That's um, and like just being really mindful of of like how you're feeling and realizing the patterns and what triggers and how to take take a step back yeah. and like say I need to I need to rest. <laughs> so yeah, we appreciate so much of both of your guys's time, wisdom, and things that we both Audra and I have. I feel like mentally been taking notes. We're like, oh, okay, we're gonna practice better wellness. Thank you for just um, wealth of knowledge. <laughs> of course. Yes, anytime. You know, we are happy to be back, right, Mylene? And I promise I'll talk less. I, I, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect, Claire. Um, Adra and Esther, we're so grateful that you're our wellness chairs for this academic year. We are so grateful for all the work that you're doing to help support our residents. And, and we're thankful for the time that we have to share this information with you and our residents as well. Yes, thank you so much for your work. Yes, we love having you guys as our as the chair of the committee. Just thought we could share some golden nuggets from what our wellness faculty actually shared with us after we finished recording this episode. So just a few points. Just ask yourself the question, just like know your why. Like, why are you doing this? Why did you go into medicine? Um, you know, why did you choose family medicine or whatever specialty you might find yourself doing? And maybe just keep coming back to that, especially when things get hard. Another point to think about too is don't procrastinate. I know we've all been burned by procrastinating. So just trying to find ways that we can maybe try to avoid the procrastination and then just having to be so stressed last minute definitely can help our wellness. The other thing is just to know your own values, just based on your personality and like what works best for you. You would ideally want to, um, you know, find ways that you can meet those goals that can help you stay driven just based on who you are as a person. From our discussions, we're hoping to leave you with a little bit of homework and reflections and something to consider in the future of how to incorporate wellness. One of it includes a gratitude journal. And actually in an article by Positive Psychology Progress, they did a study where they had people identify, you know, strengths. Another group of people identify what they were grateful for for the day, three things specifically. They were comparing these different people and cohorts to see how happiness and depression changed. And they found those who did the gratitude journals and wrote out three different things that they were grateful for for that day, um, that those people tended to have sustainable like improvement in happiness and lower depression. And so think about incorporating a gratitude journal. Yeah, and not just keeping a gratitude journal, um, but also Exercise also really helps boost your mood, um, just similar to how taking an antidepressant would do uh, the same. 
So another article titled Comparative Effectiveness of Exercise, Antidepressants and Their Combination in Treating Non-Severe Depression, a Systematic Review and Network Meta-Analysis of Random Control Trials. First author was Francesco Rescia. What they came to conclude in their article was that there was no difference in treatment effectiveness between exercise, antidepressants, and their combination, and that their findings supported that um, exercise the use of exercise interventions um, can be an alternative treatment for non-severe depression. So exercise is great for helping boost your mood, and so is uh, doing gratitude journals. I know that doing exercise may be a little hard to start making it a habit. One way that could really help is by pairing your behavior with something else. So pairing exercise with, for example, waking up, or maybe pairing it with before work or maybe after work, um, something that you could do, or maybe something you could do like, you know, a couple hours after dinner so that um, you're kind of pairing that behavior with the exercise so that they go hand in hand so that your brain is um, just getting trained to associate those things. So hopefully those little golden nuggets are something we can leave with you to help help yourself practice those things and hopefully just help boost your own happiness and your wellness in your in your practice well, we hope you have a great day and we'll catch you on our next episode <laughs> <laughs>